0: Hey everybody, it's Jessica Obelum, and you are now listening to The Actors' Lounge.
1: Hey guys, and welcome back to an all-new episode of The Actors' Lounge. I'm your host, Melanie Victor, and today we have with us a very special guest. Please welcome to the show, Nigerian-American actress and writer, Jessica Obelum. Hi Jessica, how's it going? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you for having me. Of course. How's everything going for you, like, during COVID? I have to ask, you know, how everyone's doing.
0: Oh, huh. I, I'm i doing I'm doing well, actually. Um, I think the time has been really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, you know, been using the time to just work on myself as a person, mm-hmm. praying more, you know, digging into reading and, um, you know, working on my relationship with God and Mm. just trying to make myself better in this time so it's not, like,
1: going to waste. Yes, I agree 100%, and we're definitely on the same page because I've been doing very much the same things, and it's been feeling really good, and I feel, like, recharged and refreshed, and so I feel like it's been a good, it's been good time well spent, I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's a blessing to be able to even say that because there are people yeah. who are not, you know, having the same experiences. This can be very horrible. For yeah. Them. And so I'm always in my room to keep them in mind in my prayers and in my thoughts. So yeah,
1: absolutely. Hopefully yeah, hopefully, hopefully. So it, it kind of feels like things are starting to get back to, you know, Normal, so um, I do feel like the end is near.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I actually have no idea because I hear that it could be soon, and I also hear it could be another year. So I'm just like, I literally have no clue, so I'm just trying not even think about it yeah (laughs) I hear you trying to be productive in the time that we
1: have yeah just be good either way and just keep taking advantage of the time so I'm with you on on that (laughs) um so Jessica so I read that you were actually 11 years old when you realized you wanted to be an actor which I love stories like that when you're like, you know what? I knew from a little girl like what I wanted to do, and you're actually doing that. <laughs> I think that's yeah, yeah. so cool. So, tell us about that moment and why it was such a critical moment for you.
0: Um, I it was actually a pretty nonchalant moment. <laughs> I was watching a, uh, a Time to Kill with Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I like that movie.
1: And,
0: yes, and Samuel Jackson. So I was watching it, and um, I was just, you know what, it's, it's backwards. So I had two moments, right? So uh-huh. I had a moment where I wanted to become an actor, and then I had a moment where I wanted to become a lawyer. Mm. So, right, right, So acting came first. And I, was, I remember I was watching, it actually wasn't on Time to Kill. I was watching, I don't remember what I was watching. It was something random. But I remember... Watching it is thinking, oh, this looks really easy hmm. and it looks like fun. So I'm going to do that. And then fast forward to later, I'm watching A Time to Kill. Mm-hmm. And I was watching um, Matthew McConaughey's performance mm-hmm. as the lawyer. And I was like, gosh, he is so good. <laughs> okay, now I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> I'm, like, no, I'm going to be both. And
1: that's how that happened. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so at that moment, you're like, well, did you ever, well, I kind of, I kind of feel like I know the answer to that, but did you ever really consider being a lawyer or was it more so like, okay, no, I'm actually focused on being an actor? Uh, yes, ma'am. I
0: oh. was doing the law degree. So I'll just, I'll just kind of break it down as the timeline. Okay. I, I um. Decided I wanted to be an actress and a lawyer, right? And then I moved to Nigeria Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um, against my wishes. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like a thing. My parents sent me to Nigeria. So the acting um, dream was kind of put on hold. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to America after being in Nigeria for three years. I was there for middle school. Came back here for high school, and I... Finally, was able to get into theater. And then college came around. And I majored in theater. And my minor was in legal study. Uh-huh. So my parents were like, okay, go ahead. You can major in, in theater. But as long as you are focusing on law, and that's the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could do both. Mm-hmm. I actually did think I could do both. <laughs> until I... Transferred. I was in the University of Arkansas for two years. Okay. Then I transferred to the University of Texas, and when I transferred, I continued to major in theater, but I dropped legal studies. Because mm. um, I, at that point, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be a lawyer. You know, acting is more fun. I I enjoy it better. But my parents, being the Nigerian parents that they are. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, my daughter is going to be a lawyer. She will, you know, she will study hard. She will read her books, blah, blah, blah. So they were set on me becoming a lawyer. Yeah. So it was like a tricky thing mm. to navigate.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but I assured them, I was like, hey, mommy and daddy, you know, I don't have to study law to become a lawyer. I, I don't have to have a law degree to go to, to law school, you know? Mm. As a matter of fact, Acting will help me in the courtroom. So just mm. let me work up my acting chops and I'll be even a better lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, fine. And then I uh, graduated and I took the LSAT, still trying to make them believe I'm going to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then I got my scores back, which were pretty good. Okay. And, then, and then I was like, hey, by the way, these scores are going to last me for five years before I have to take the test again. So why don't I go to L.A. in the meantime and then, you know, try and make it. And if I don't make it as an actor, I'll come back before the five years is up and I'll go to law school. Wow. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good plan. <laughs> yeah, but I, li- I literally have no intention. I, yeah, I believe
1: that. that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like.
0: Cause it's now been over six years and I'm still not a
1: lawyer. Wow. So I love the finessing and how you're like, okay, like making these deals and (laughs) you know, it's like you, you have to, you know, like the parents have to feel good in the decision, right? Because, you know, they are a part of your life and your future and they want to make sure you're on the right path. But, you know, at the same time, you have to follow what's right for you. So I'm glad, I am I love how you made the compromise and like met in the middle and and they were on board. And I'm sure by now, you know, they have seen the work you've done and, you know, feel proud of you. I hope so. I hope they, you know, they're supportive of your career now. Yes, that is the case now, Good. finally. <laughs>
0: it's, actually, it's funny though, because still every now and then, they are like, you know... It's not too late to go to law school, you know. It can help you be better at reading contracts as an actor. I'm like, guys, let it go. Right, right. Let it's it good. Go. But no, they're so supportive. That's and mom, good. she comes down whenever I have premieres. Like they're that's they're good. in it now.
1: Oh, so. that's really good. Yeah. I love to hear that <laughs> full circle moment, especially with like, you know, the 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 child. I know you're I know you're not a child, but like the child's dream, and then the parents' dream for their child, and then. When it comes for yeah. a circle, I love to hear that, you know, they're on board and they're supportive. So I'm glad that you have that support from your parents now.
0: Yeah. They actually don't even know the story. I can't wait to do that I tell them that I played them. <laughs> I know they're going to be like,
1: oh, my God. Yeah. They're going to be like, wow. You might actually get in trouble. So you better make sure <laughs> you tell them at the, the right time.
0: Like, yeah, the right time. I can't do it now. <laughs>
1: Um, so I also read an article that you said, we're going to kind of go back a little bit, that you said living in Nigeria for the three years that you did live there, it changed your life and it made you the person and the artist you are today. So I'm wondering like, how so? Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So prior to
0: going to Nigeria, I'd only been there once before As a four year old For like Christmas break For like Maybe a couple weeks or so mm-hmm. um, So Other than that My only experience With nigerian Is of living In my household And uh, Meeting other Nigerians In the Austin area Where I'm from Or going to like Nigerian parties In Austin Or in Dallas Or Houston Or whatever So That was pretty much All it was So when I went to live in Nigeria Obviously I'm exposed To this whole country This whole way of living This whole way of life These are my people mm-hmm. And at the time I did not see it that way mm. I I remember just being in the airport And in Austin As I was getting ready To get on the gate That was back when The parents were allowed to, That was back when people Can come to the gate Before yeah. want, Who are not flying Before a 9-11 9-11, mm-hmm but um, so I remember being at the gate and like hugging my parents and crying and like, I don't wanna go, are you making me do this? So it was like a it was a because mm. they so okay, let me break it down. So Africans have this thing, When well, Nigerians have this thing, um, first generation Nigerians in America, so me and my siblings. Mm-hmm. If you are stubborn or a bad child or whatever, your parents will Nigerian parents will Threaten their kids mm-hmm. If you don't get your act together I'm going to send you back to Nigeria
2: mm,
0: okay. So They were threatening me I'm like yeah whatever, left. whatever. No, they, <laughs> yeah. they actually They actually Followed through with the wow. threat And so In my head when I got there I was like this is a punishment That was the mindset I had I was being punished yeah. For being a bad kid And I, I have to endure Life in a new country by myself with mm. my uncles and aunts and my cousins Who I've never met before So it was a huge culture shock And mm-hmm. it was Not the best experience
2: yeah. Until
0: like the second year and the third year I actually fell in love with My newfound freedom wow. and My cousin, my uncle, and my aunt were pretty They were much less strict Ironically than my parents were mm. um, So like Fast forward to like Being back in Texas and Um Going to college in Texas, I joined ASA, which is the African Students Association, and that was when I started to fit in my identity as an African mm. or as a Nigerian. Because all these people in this organization were—they're all proud of their Africanness, and they're all like planning events and doing things and meeting up and all these things. It's just. A great pride in being African. Yeah. And um, so I joined that organization and I planned one of the biggest African events on campus called Best Africa. Wow. And that was the start of me like really embracing mm. my roots. I love and that. that followed me to Hollywood. And I've been fortunate enough to play African. Um, and some parts that I've done, yes, and, that we
1: will talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. And the one,
0: <laughs> even more so, I started two nonprofits. Oh, and one, yeah, that's cool. One is, yeah, the black. <laughs> um, but one is, um, basically for kids in Nigeria, um, and it's a creative arts uh, organization where we host. Summer camps and master classes mm-hmm. um, surrounded, I mean, surrounding the arts for kids in Nigeria because um, the arts is not a huge thing. I mean, it's, growing up, like in Nigeria, mm-hmm. art is not, is not a huge part of the curriculum. Because okay. I, if at all, I mean, back when I was doing middle school over there, there was no arts classes. Wow. Uh, so we have this program for kids who. Have artistic abilities Who are Really good at Whatever art that you know they're good at And don't have the outlet To express that At school or even at home So we wanted to be the ones to provide that outlet And I would teach Acting to um, Kids out there um, That was one of them and mm-hmm. um, That's so awesome That is one of them And the other one is based here in LA Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
0: and that one is for people my age um, which is young professionals between the ages of 21 and 40 and um, that is for, it's like a professional networking organization and we uh, we have all kinds of different events related to business or related to the arts or related to um, economy or culture and just basically making us come together mm-hmm. as nigerians in okay. la okay what is that so one it's called? called it's called umo ibo unite which means okay. Ibo people unite okay and it's actually um a national organization but so i founded i founded the la chapter with nine other people
1: oh wow that's amazing yeah,
0: that, wow. yeah, that took over my
1: life. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I know that keeps you busy having two nonprofits. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yes, but I, I love that. I love that it's like come full circle again for you, you know, just like you were sent out there for quote unquote punishment, but then you started to really embrace your culture, where you come from, your roots, your family, and now it's like you rep that. Like you said, you took that to Hollywood with you. You took that to L- L.A. with you and just creating um, a place where other Nigerian actors or people in the arts can come together and be supported and empowered. I Man, that's amazing. And then the, for the kids, too. That's yeah. big. That's really, really big. Yeah, it was one of
0: the most rewarding experiences of just... Yeah. Being in Nigeria and seeing these kids, like Mm. some of them are just so good, huge, amazing dancers, amazing Mm. rappers, yeah, and just seeing how happy they would be coming to camp every single day, it was, it was definitely something.
1: How often do you go back to Nigeria? Do you still go? Are you still able to visit?
0: Yeah, I go. I, I try to go at least once every year, or every two years. Okay. I was just there.
1: In January, I was there for, like, a month. Oh, that's good. Um, that's I like time. to stay for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I like to stay.
0: When I go, I just stay
1: for a while. Yeah. That's really, really awesome. Now, Nigeria has Nollywood. Is that true? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm like, I know I didn't make that up. I mean. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, this is making me think of. So, back when I used to live in L.A., because I live in the Bay Area now. but um. Oh, okay. I remember I met this girl. She's a night, she's Nigerian, and she had just moved to LA from Nigeria. And she was telling me, she was like, I'm like a really big known actress in my country. And I was like, Really? So I remember like looking her up, and she has all these movies like on Netflix. And I can't even remember her name. Now that I'm talking to you, I'm like, I'm going to reach out to her and see if she wants to be on the podcast to just like share her story. Cause I actually just came across um, on Netflix, I seen a new like, Nigerian movie that was out and she's in it so she's like in tons of movies so I'm just like is, uh, is when did she move here? um this was like okay was this I lived in LA 2000 this might have been 2016 15 huh. maybe 16
0: okay you might have I,
1: I know <laughs> you know what what I'm gonna do like once we get done with the interview I'll probably just text you her name so you can and, like text you I'll like find it and then I'll text it to you Okay, cool. but yeah, like, it just makes me think of because I remember when she told me I was like, I was just like, Oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And she was just telling me like, you know, her experience. And, I, you know, she's moving to LA. She's here in LA. And she's just trying to, you know, establish herself out in LA. But yeah, I still see her like she I don't I'm like, on movies like Netflix and stuff, she's still popping up doing stuff. So I'm just like, that's cool. And that's great. Yeah, it's so awesome. And there's like such a big market um, from what I see, you know, I'm just like, because I'm always seeing like, I don't know if it's just Nigerian based or like African based movies on Netflix. And I'm just like, oh my God, like this is so cool. Like there's such a market here. It seems like.
0: Yeah, it is. Nollywood is in the top three, you know, there's Hollywood obviously number one yeah and then nollywood and Bollywood, Bollywood. are I can't, I can't remember who was two and who was three, but it's it's a huge industry like so in Nigeria, like they're making movies of all calibers from like terrible quality to like <laughs> Netflix Everything. quality, yeah, yeah, and so I think Netflix has finally realized that there's money to be made, yeah. you know. And they even have this whole thing now called Netflix Niger.
1: and Nigeria
0: is a nickname for Nigeria.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And so they're going to be actively working on bringing Nigerian products, mm. um, uh, productions to Netflix. So That's I am actually, nope. I am. I've always wanted to, and I've always wanted to, but within the last few years, I have. That's also been a goal of mine,
1: to work in Nollywood, you know, because yeah. have that's
0: to. my home <laughs> country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, it's going to yeah. happen. It's just a matter of time.
0: Yeah, it's a matter of time, and, and it's also a matter of meeting the right people, because I'm sure I could... I mean, I've already been offered Nollywood movies, but, like, I have to be selective to, like I said, yeah, there's a spectrum... <laughs> Exactly. And so uh, I want to make sure when I do Nollywood it's of the best of the best that yeah. it can be. So that's part of the reason why whenever I go to Nigeria I try to stay for a while so I can net so I can network and meet those filmmakers who are really putting us on the map.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna um I'm going to find her and then I'll I'll text you, see if you know her. Maybe you know her. I don't know. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to figure out who she is. I know. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited for you and, you know, the opportunities that are coming. Everything just has to fall in alignment. And I know, you know, the doors will open up for you. So that's exciting. I receive that. Thank you. Yes. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let, let's talk about a little bit about your move and transition to L.A., like when yeah. you decided to make the move um what was your preparation like and what was your introduction introduction into the city like like what was the trans transition like for you
0: um i have not had it all planned out to an extent i i'm i'm a very big person when it comes to i'm very big on planning mm-hmm. and like making sh- strict plans and writing down my goals. my plan was to, um, so I was in Arkansas for college the first two years. Mm -hmm. And then I transferred to UT. And I I transferred to UT because I knew eventually I wanted to end up in LA after college. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I can't go to college. Sorry. I can't go to LA with, with nothing. You know, I need to have some type of resume and like some type of experience in film, and I wasn't getting that in Arkansas. You know, mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of plays, but I needed, I wanted, I knew I wanted to eventually go into film and TV. So Austin has a, had a, they have a an industry there, a film industry. It's not as big as LA, but it's like the LA of Texas. I okay, guess. Uh, and it's like right behind. I feel like it's right behind Atlanta. Hmm. Started being like the LA of the South or whatever. Really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, girl. Oh, that's cool. Okay. We out here. Yes, (laughs) I heard that. (laughs) Yeah, so I um, planned to transfer to UT. And then after UT, I planned to move to LA. Um, So I graduated from UT and I saved up some money for about nine months. And then I moved to LA. Um, the trickiest part was, like, figuring out where I, would, I was going to live in L.A. Mm. I had, like, talked with some people who also wanted to move to L.A. from Austin. We were going to move out here together. That kind of fell through. So I'm like, okay, I want to come to L.A., but come on, I need someone to live with. I can't afford to live by myself. I need to figure this out. Mm. Um, And I actually have a sister who lives in L.A. also. She is my younger sister, and she... um moved here about a year and a half before I did mm-hmm. but she moved here for school okay um, and then it kind of clicked in my head that oh wait I can live yeah she has roommates but who cares she can live with me so yeah <laughs> I, I was like hey sis what's your living situation and she told me she has she was living in a three-bedroom apartment with five other people. Hmm, wow. So it was two people per room, so six of them. And I was like, girl, well, if you don't come live with That's me. That's an like,
1: easy she, decision.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't even on the lease, nothing. Oh, and like, wow. I was like, all right, well, this is perfect. Yeah. Um. However, uh, we couldn't do it right away. Um. So, there was a period in between that that um, I was living with my uncle. So, I first moved to L.A. And um, so, right before I moved to L.A., the plan was to first live with my uncle for a little bit of time while I'm looking for an apartment for me and my sister. Um, so, when I got to L.A., <laughs> I found out that I would not be living in an apartment. I would be living in an office (laughs) Uh Um, yeah because apparently he was in the middle of moving so he was switching apartments and I came right in the middle of that and like there was a period where he didn't have they didn't have the apartment yet but they had to be out of the other apartment we were literally living in his office for like two weeks I was like on an air mattress Mm -hmm. in the middle of like empty office and luckily there
1: was a shower in the office oh nice of
0: that. but i was traumatized because i didn't know I, really I <laughs> yes
1: i thought i was coming to live in an apartment <laughs> i'm like you're saying that i'm like you know what that doesn't sound that bad <laughs> right but i didn't know if Are i
0: can i can prepare my prepare your mind
1: yeah
0: but this <laughs> I was like, you say what? What now? <laughs> we, we live away. Where are we living? <laughs> <laughs> so I was living in his own office for, I think it was like maybe like three weeks or so. Okay. Um, then he finally got his place and then I was on his couch for about four months. Okay. And then I found, finally found a great place for my sister and I and we moved in um, moved in, in January. Okay. I got here. I got here September twenty thirteen huh. and we got our place January uh January twenty fourteen. Um and your other question, the transition.
1: Yeah.
0: The, like my my introduction to the city.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: As an actress. Is,
1: pursuing
0: as a, Yeah. So as an actress that would be I within my first like three days of being in LA. I started volunteering at a film festival, the Hollywood Black Film Festival. Oh, nice. And I... It's funny, because I actually paid to attend. Like Before I moved to LA, I was doing research on things, like upcoming events or whatever that I could go and network. And I saw HBSS, and I was like, oh, I want to go to that. Mm -hmm. So I paid for it. And then, like... Maybe a few days later, I was like, wait, you know what? I should volunteer. So I signed up to volunteer and I got picked. And then when I got there, um, they were like, you know, you didn't have to pay me right, as a volunteer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. Get my money back? <laughs> they were like, no, they were like, well, you can just sit in on anything you want to sit in on. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay.
1: okay. So.
0: So I volunteered, and I also went to all the panels, and and that was the best mm. introduction I think I could have had to yeah. the industry. Yeah, because I was just learning from all these people on the panels, and and I learned, oh, this is going to be a journey. Like mm. this is real. Like, this yeah. is not. This is not going to be easy, and and it was awesome. I loved it. I loved meeting meeting these people, meeting fellow volunteers. And a lot of them, a few of them, I'm still friends with today, mm. and and it helped me realize that okay, this is going to be a journey. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be easy. You're going to have to fight, mm. and I think that is what has set me up all these years that I've been here because I've I've known that it was going to be hard, and all the, of course, all the rejection and all the
2: mm.
0: all the obstacles, I've been able to get through them pretty well because i i've always known from the beginning this was not going to
1: be easy yeah see that mindset going into it is important you know because i feel like if you have that mindset versus like i'm gonna get discovered i'm gonna be a star it's you know like it's like (laughs) that kind of sets you up for failure you know because it there are challenges there are ups and downs there are slow moments where nothing's going on and you're just like what the heck you know and it's like but if you prepare your mind for that you're more likely to be able to continue to fight and go and push forward your dream so you having that introduction like early on and having that mindset it helps you to really be committed you know what I mean and I think right. that commitment, that level of like commitment early on will allow you to be successful, you know, versus someone who may yeah. come into it with like a different type of mindset. So I think that's so important. I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, uh, absolutely agree. So yeah. For that.
1: So let's talk about, cause I know for a lot of, um, actors moving to LA, like they're so focused on getting an agent. Um, what was it like for you getting your first agent or establishing your team? Yeah, that that has
0: been, that was my biggest challenge.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for
2: sure.
0: Um, I started, uh, so I, was, I got here in, the, in September and by January I started the emails, <laughs> the cold emails, the mass yeah. emails. To all the agencies Like, hey, look at me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I'm here You know uh, So I was doing that Sending emails Mailing headshots Showing up places And dropping off my headshot Like I was doing it all Like mailing postcards And it took me About Two years Or almost two years Mm. To get a manager Wow! and I didn't even I actually wasn't even trying to get a manager I wasn't reaching out to managers I got the manager through a referral my acting teacher he he referred me to her and he like told her some of the good things about me and that's what made her want to meet me
2: oh.
0: and that was in 2015 and um, and then so when I got her Juliet I love her so much I'm still with her And she, her and I then began the agency hunt together. Mm. Now I have somebody, you know, to back me up who can, who can be the one to make those phone calls and send those emails. Uh, And so the following year, um, she got me a meeting with Rebel Entertainment Partners. And I was like, yes, the meeting was great. And they wanted to sign me on the spot. I'm like, yes, Finally, got my agent. Yeah. It's been three years I've been in LA and I finally got my agent. Woo! Let's go. Fast <laughs> um, forward a few months later, they're shutting down their entire theatrical department. Oh, theatrical department. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, like I wasn't dropped, you yeah. know, nothing like that. They just shut down. And I am like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like Same. I barely finished celebrating getting you guys, so <laughs> so I had to start all over again and you know try and get an agent,
2: mm.
0: and um, so then fast forward another two years, um, I my my manager says that Pantheon Talent wants to have a meeting with me, mm. so
1: I'm like, um, why? Well, you <laughs> said fast forward two more years. Yeah. Oh wow, okay. So,
0: okay. So after my um my agent once they closed at the Dastrich Department,
2: mm-hmm. I
0: was unrepresented for another two years. So I mean I was basically unrepresented for like um the whole time, because I was only with them for like maybe a month before they shut down. Yeah. So it really wasn't until twenty eighteen. Um where I mean, just said that Pantheon wanted to meet with me, mm. and she told me that they had watched my movie, they watched Traffic, mm. and they wanted, they wanted to sign me. Wow, that's because awesome! Of the movie, and I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, is it, is it? I was like, what? <laughs> this is not, this doesn't just happen, you know? Right. Like, you don't know, just. Agents don't, it's just, I mean, I've heard, oh, yeah, you know, the agents will come to you when mm-hmm. when the time is mm-hmm. right. You, know, mm-hmm. you don't have to, just do the work and they'll come to you. You know, I've been hearing that, but like, okay, sure. So, but wow. this it actually happened and I was like, oh, snap. Wow. So I went to the meeting and I met with three of their agents and they were like, this is, a, this was in the middle of the pilot season. It was in February. Of 2018. And they're like, we never take meetings like this during pilot season. And it's never the three of us because we're just so busy. But like, we started moving. But like, we have to have you. We know you're great. Oh, this and God. that and the third. Wow. And I walked out of that meeting with five pilot scripts in my hand. Oh my God. Gosh. Gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes, I've been with Pantheon for two years now.
1: So. Oh that see timing is everything and trusting the process believing in yourself because I feel like just listening to your story it's almost like that is confirmation that you it's not about it's not outside you know it's it's inner work it's like the work that you're yeah. doing, you're you weren't sitting around waiting for someone to give you opportunities. You were probably like making things happen for yourself, and a film right. that yeah, like a film that you worked in, and you know you did, and I'm sure you're very proud of. It's like that came back and caught the eyes of age an agency. You know what I mean? Oh wow, that is such. Yeah. you have so many full circle moments. I love it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was really cool, man. I really wow. <laughs> Well, that's a, a really, a really awesome way to get an agent. Like, yeah. So it just, it just sets the to tone. Like, mm-hmm. knowing that they actually think I'm good, yeah. and they actually wanted me, they went out of their way to get me. So it makes me, uh, makes me feel really good, and it's definitely allowed us to have a great working relationship.
1: That's awesome. And so I'm sure after you signed with them, like, how did that? What did that do for your confidence as an actor? Just knowing that you were sought out, you know, and your work is what attracted them to you and brought them into your life. It just made, it just confirmed that, mm. that I am, that I'm talented, that I have yeah.
0: some kind of talent, you know, like I I knew I had talent, but like obviously most people think that they're good. I, I you know, I'm just thinking that I'm good. Yeah. So this helped confirm that okay, other people think that I'm good too, and and also as far as like the craft, I really worked hard on that movie. Like I really gave my all. I did research. I mm. did backstory. I did so much work. The hardest, I think, probably I worked the hardest, the most in that uh, project wow. to this day. I mean, I still work hard, of course, but like that yeah. one, I really went in because like. I had to play a sex trafficking victim and that I don't know what that life is you know so I had to do a lot of work so it also confirmed in me that when you do the work something was going to happen from that you know whether it's immediate or later whatever because the movie it could have had a better release you know but things happened production wise behind the scenes that I didn't that I had no control over that the movie didn't reach as many audiences that it could have been. I thought that movie was gonna make me a star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So it just confirmed that just do the work, you know, like you're that I was that I'm doing the right work.
2: Yeah. The work
0: that I'm putting in is correct and it's good. And people will see that eventually, you know, and if and if it's not seen immediately, if I don't book something, if I don't get something, it's not it's probably not because of my talent. You know, there's other things that I have no control over.
1: The move, the film is called Trafficked (laughs) and um, you played a Nigerian sex trafficking victim and you were also like a slave and you were sold from country to country. So Mm -hmm. I know you said it took a lot of preparation. Um, Like, how did you, you know, in a little more detail, like how did you prepare for that role and how did you really tap into that character?
0: So I I actually was lucky enough to get the script a few months before shooting was to start because the director he was already considering me for the part. So he sent it to me like way in advance. Um so I read it and I cried after reading it. And I was like, golly, if I Book this, this is gonna change something in me like this is this is bigger than me, mm. and so I was like, all right, it's how to get to work so mm. I bought books, check out books um that dealt with sex trafficking um and more specifically, I wanted books that told the story from the victim's standpoint, so there was a book that I read I can't remember what it's called but it was from a victim standpoint, and it allowed me to get into her head, to get mm-hmm. into her mind, and really understand what she was going through. That book helped a lot. In
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, the movie itself, the, the writer, he wrote a book on sex trafficking. It's called The Business of Sex Trafficking. Mm-hmm. And so I read that book. So I learned about the business side of things and why people do it, how money is made from it, this and that. The logistics of it. Um, so I was doing a lot of reading, and I also watched all the documentaries on Netflix that were about it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also, I met with Edwina Finley, who is a, an actress, and she was like a mentor to me, and she helped me coach. She coached me mm-hmm. on the uh, the scenes that I just. Guest would be audition scenes. I had no idea what the audition scenes were going to be. But reading the script, I'm like, I think this is definitely going to be a scene that makes me audition. Mm. So we coached on that. And Edwina changed the game for me. Mm. Um, She made me... She taught me how to really break down a script and a a script and a scene for an audition. Um, I didn't... I never took... Um, I don't think I really took any film classes that that focus on that everything I did in college was like theater Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and um, same with my acting classes in LA we didn't really focus on that so she's the one who really taught me how to do that and I and that made me see the script in new eyes and see the um the character in new eyes she was asking me challenging questions mm-hmm. about the character and what the character mindset could be or what the character could have done, like as far as like their in their life, their backstory and all that stuff mm-hmm. and so that helped me a lot. So when I went into finally audition, I felt very well equipped for it. I mm-hmm. felt ready, and I was just in the zone
1: wow, and the book it that's amazing I love all the work that went into it prior to um booking you know like finding out that you actually booked it like you know and I feel like that's what it takes and when you when you show up in the room you show up and you bring that and they they felt that I mean obviously that's why they booked you you're they're like yeah she's perfect like this is who we want yeah
0: it was it was an experience but it was It was a wonderful wonderful learning experience from getting a script to finishing the shoot.
1: Wow. Where can people watch the film if they haven't seen it? It is on Amazon and iTunes. Okay. Okay. It's probably the smaller platforms
0: as well, but those are the main two.
1: Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And you're also a series regular on the UMC series Stuck With You. And you play yeah. Katrina. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really awesome. Can you talk about yeah. what your experience was playing her and working on the show?
0: Yeah. Um, I love Katrina. I love that part. Um, I worked with Patricia Cuffey-Jones. She's the writer-director of it. Um, I would worked with her before um, on a short that she had done. And so we'd known each other for a while, and she was a fan of my work. I was a fan of her work. And she whenever I see her, she would always allude to, like, you know, we're going to work together again someday. Like, you know, like, you're my girl. I'm like, are you my girl too, Patricia? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she called me on um, the day before my birthday last year. We shot this last year. My birthday was June 4th. So she called me on June 3rd of last year. She was like, hey, I got some for you. I want you to audition for. It's tomorrow.
2: Mm.
0: Um, Tomorrow being my birthday. She didn't know that. Uh. I'm like, okay, send it over. (laughs) Um, And so it was this part, the series regular part for this. Actually, no. I didn't know that it was the series regular part. I didn't. didn't... No, wait. No, I did know. I didn't know it was going to be on UMC. Okay. Um, I just knew that it was, you know, a part that, for this new show that she wrote, and so I canceled all my daytime birthday plans, and I studied, and I went in the next day um on my birthday, and I and I gave a good audition, and she's like, "Okay, Jessica, okay, <laughs> I need you. Was, uh, I this is why I called you. I'm like, okay, girl, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then." because because I know Patricia, right, and I know she loves good actors, she loves talent, you know she she loves that, so I knew that I had to really go in on this part because she gave me a really difficult scene as well, like it was a very emotional scene
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, one of the, the one of the doctor scenes. I don't want to say too much, but that's the thing she gave me, and so I was like, okay, I got to prepare this one. So I got to do well because I know she holds me to a high standard. And and then she called me and she told me that I booked it. And what I love about Katrina is there's see so many different colors of her. You know she has ups and downs, and and I'm always attracted to to characters that that are going through something really painful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I guess I like drama. <laughs> Um, but I am attracted to tragedy and mm. performances, and so i I really, really made sure to give this role justice again because she was dealing with something that women today deal with, and mm-hmm. so I felt like I had a responsibility to to do this to to do this well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I had about two weeks to study, um, and get fit, <laughs> <laughs> to do, to do camera ready. Cause, uh, yeah. it was summertime and the girl was just eating whatever. <laughs> so I, you know, got my mind right, got my body right, and I had an amazing time shooting it. Patricia is the best. Mm-hmm. I love working with her. She's such a, an actor's director. She mm. she knows what the actor needs. She doesn't know what you need to ask you, what do you need? Mm. And she'll make it happen. She just knows how to talk to you. And I always felt safe when I was on set. Yeah. You know, and I, I had a few moments that I had to be very, very vulnerable. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's not easy being vulnerable all the time. And, you know, this character was going through it. Yeah. So I was, I had, had to deal with that, and she made sure that, you know, the set was all it needed to be yeah. for me to,
1: you know, be my best, my that's, best Katrina. That's <laughs> great. I mean, to find it, that, okay, I want to say this and then ask you this question. Um, it sounds like you, the roles that you work on and um, the roles that come to you are, the roles that are very, like, fulfilling. It sounds very fulfilling and like, a role that you can just kind of give your all and challenge yourself, be vulnerable, and just kind of lose yourself mm-hmm. in it. So I guess what mm-hmm. I was going to ask is what type of <laughs> roles do you look for? Like, what do you look for in the roles that you play?
0: Um, yes, you're right to think that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I look for... You know, I if it's if the character is to I look for where where the issues. I I look for the issues. Like how deep are these, is this character's issues? Is it surface level? Are they really dealing with something, you know, that changes them or is it more like, you know, this is this is a high school show and they're dealing with um, I don't know Wait or what? I don't know what I am trying to say. I know I am trying to say, but it's not it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> but I basically I, I look for characters that are dynamic, mm. um, characters that are have some power. Whether it's actual literal power, like you know they're powerful, a powerful lawyer or something, mm-hmm. or they just have power in their their stories and like. They are empowered in roles that empower me, I guess, as well, to feel like, okay, this is this is going to mean something to somebody. This is going to, I don't know, raise awareness about an issue, or it's going to change people's mindset about something, or it's going to make people love humanity or something. I just want to work on projects that make a difference. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a luxury because, you know, it's not always, not not every project I do is going to be that, you know, but that's definitely what I look for, projects that will change me and challenge me. I want to look at the script and be like, oh, shit, how am I going to do this? (laughs) And then I I know, all right, this is the one. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that that is something that is important to you. You know, it's like something it's like it has depth and it's something that's going to challenge you and impact those who watch. Um, So, yeah, that's really beautiful. Um, My final question that I want to ask you is knowing what you know now about the business and being an actress, what advice would you give up and coming actors starting out?
0: Um, I always tell them to get in an acting class. Mm -hmm. Because if you start there, I think everything else will flow from that. Because, A, you're going to meet fellow actors who can become your friends, who can be people you network with, who can share their resources with you. You know, where they get their headshots done, where um, who are casting directors that are Looking for, you know, certain talent or whatever, who have agency recommendations that they can give you. So I always say, to get into an acting class, so you can find a community who can help you, and everything else will grow from that.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And obviously, to be <laughs> officer sort of the craft, obviously you want to like, yeah, to be the best <laughs> talented actor you can be. Like I, I, I am, um, I'm, I'm a class kind of gal. i love acting classes and i will
1: always be in an acting class Mm, i love that have you done are you doing any classes right now like on zoom or anything because you know how everything's kind of shifted online are you are you in a class right now yeah so that's
0: the thing i i don't know i don't know about the zoom i know right
1: because that's what i was yeah it's yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Him. I'm like, what is that experience like for you? Because I just feel like there's such a disconnect there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am like, so me not being in class right now, is it is like one thing that I'm sad about. But I mean, my class, they are offering Zoom.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
0: knowing, but knowing the class that I'm in and like how amazing it is for me, all of that is from being... In the room, yeah, and like being in on the stage, and and it's it's just different when you do the Zoom. It's like you're, it's like a on camera class. It changes. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. it's the same thing. So I, I have not taken the, the Zoom class, and and I don't know if I should. <laughs> I'm just <Yeah>. like, oh, <laughs> I want to be in class, but uh it's not going to be the same, and the price is the exact same. But it's, I'm like. So,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely understand because I feel the same way. But, you know, it is what it is right now. Um, I just want to see where you were at with that because I'm like, I feel like we're on the same page. So I got to ask her.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if like if the industry, I'll put it this way, if the industry makes up again, Corona's done with, um, and then we're able to like start auditioning more regularly mm-hmm. and class. Still, for whatever reason still needs need to be on zoom i think i will then i'll be like okay yeah i need to be, be doing something if i'm going to be auditioning every other day or every other week i need to be
1: doing something so yeah. i think at
0: that point i'll probably probably jump on the bandwagon yeah
1: you'll kind of have to fall in line because it's like okay this is just what it yeah. is right now so yeah yeah, hundred percent. So, uh, Jessica, can you let listeners know where they can keep up with you, follow you on your journey?
0: Yeah, I am on Instagram and Twitter as <laughs> Twitter. obloom bloom. <laughs> obloom bloom is the word bloom twice with an O in front of it. Obloom bloom, um, or you can search my last first and last name, Jessica Obloom. Um, yeah. I have a website as well. If you care to browse that, Mm JessicaGlum.com. Okay.
1: And you should browse her website because it's pretty um, entertaining. (laughs) I liked your story (laughs) breakdown of like the ages and stuff. Oh,
0: yeah. I was like, oh, that's creative. I
1: stole it
0: from some
1: random episode that i saw i I love it (laughs) well jessica thank you for being on the actors lounge i really enjoyed talking to you enjoyed hearing your story so thank you so much for being being here
0: thank you it's totally an honor thank you for you know choosing me to be on i really really appreciate that
1: of course it was my pleasure well you have a good rest of your day and i'll talk to you soon all right Thanks you too all right take care bye bye